Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash wondery, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash wondery to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash wondery. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Everyone's journey is different, so your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your free trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1114. Over at ID10T.com this weekend, which would be April 4th, 2021, uh, we are making available that day for pre-order the official Walking Dead Walkerhead polo shirt. It's a red polo shirt with a walker head on it. Uh, it is official Walking Dead merchandise. So go pre-order that starting this weekend, April 4th, 2021. And then you can have it. You can own it. Also, um, we have just uh, posted a new t-shirt series, which is it's called ID10T Horror. And I guess the best way that I can describe it is imagine uh, like um, uh, horror movie villains depicted as Swedish furniture instructions, I guess is the best way to describe it. You'll know what I'm talking about if you go see it. But the shirts are available in a variety of colors, uh, and we've just put up a four or five, I believe, and we're going to post more um, in the coming weeks. You can get information on all of this stuff if you subscribe to the ID10T email list. Just go to ID10T.com to do that. Um, thanks for listening to all that. Let's talk about uh, you, the ID10T community, the ID10T community corkboard events at ID10T.com. Uh, this is from Tiffany who writes, I just started a new uh, community design sticker subscription on Patreon. So whoever signs up will be able to pick the theme and help design the piece of art that I carve and paint, Tiffany says. Um, once a piece is done, everyone will get a sticker of the final piece and a chance to win it. Kicks off March 1st, which is already passed, so that is going on now. Uh, you can join at patreon.com slash nightcarverdesigns. Uh, Instagram is nightcarverdesigns, at nightcarverdesigns. Thank you so much, Tiffany. It's a great idea and a great community-focused idea. What a wonderful idea for a Patreon. So events at id10t.com for anyone else uh, who has a thing they want to promote. This episode is my old friend Alan Tudyk whom I've known for 20 years now, because we're old and we had friends for many decades. Um, Alan has been in a million things that you have seen or heard, um, uh, t tons of stuff that, I mean, for, uh, let's talk, Rogue One, he was K2SO, uh, he was King Candy and Wreck-It Ralph, he was Wash and Firefly, um, he has been in uh, Done Voices and Rick and Morty, uh, Harley Quinn, Robot Chicken, American Dad, I mean, 
It's an incredible list of credits that this man has. He also uh, is in a movie called Raya and the Last Dragon that's coming out uh, and currently is uh, on a series on sci-fi called Resident Alien, which looks fantastic. And it just had its season finale on March 31st, but you can watch the entire season uh, on Peacock which is NBC Universal streaming service. So if you go to Peacock, you can watch the first season of Resident Alien. And I'm pretty sure it got picked up for a second season. So congratulations to Alan Tudyk for that. But I love having Alan on the podcast because he just makes me laugh. He's just a funny guy, super quick, super riffy. And uh, and just it, there's a lot of fun riffs in this one. It was an absolute pleasure. So here we go. The ID10T podcast number 1114 with the very funny Alan Tudyk. Roll the thing. Initiating ID10T protocol. How you doing, Chris? What's happening? Man, not much. How have you been? I've been really good. We kind of moved to Vancouver. I I, I feel like I've heard a lot of that lately. People go, we kind of... It's just like it it was sort of that moment where people were somewhere else and they're like, I think we just live here now. I think... That's this exactly is, what happened. I have friends who did that with in Austin. Like other people are like, <laughs> oh, it turns out I don't really need to live in LA for any real reason anymore. And uh, so I'm just, uh, this other place is fine. It's nice. I'm just going to stay here. We just live here now. Yes. Are you still in LA? We are still in LA. We, we haven't, we haven't gone anywhere. Um, although the one Be thing where been, you choose to go. <laughs> well, there's no, I mean, there, yeah, exactly. Like even uh, as things have started to open up, we're like, you know, we could go to Santa Barbara and, and go to a hotel. And we're like, but what a, uh, you know, here we got our dog, we, have, we can get groceries. Like, I don't know. Yeah. My wife really wants to, has this dream that we're going to eventually just spend chunks of our year in Ireland. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's certainly not going to be this month. But uh, at some <laughs> point, at some point. But I hear Vancouver is just damn delightful right now. Have you have you spent any time here? I've spent a lot of time in Vancouver. I've performed up there. It has a great comedy scene. It's a great town. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely adore Vancouver. I just haven't been up there in a handful of years. I hated it. I hated this place. <laughs> I hated it. I came up here for... I robot in 2004, stayed here for six months and was like, man, these people, they're so chatty. Canadians are so, they just, everybody wants to chat and they're friendly, but it's like, it's invasive. They all follow rules. They don't cross on the crosswalk uh, when it says don't walk. Which, That's good though. That's having good. lived in New York, I was just, oh. you know, I took it personally as an affront. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? We all have the walk and now I, I i love it man you know what else they do on crosswalks is when they do cross especially if it's counting down in the five four three two one they do a little trot to go 
past as opposed to LA where people will just stand in the road to have they weirdly do that they'll step off the curb and just stand there it's it's very strange I mean you know New York is a very pedestrian culture LA is not particularly pedestrian so that brings its own set of challenges of people don't necessarily know how to be pedestrians <laughs> in Los Angeles. I feel like nobody has any power in LA or, or your power's under threat or your like, power's just such a big part of being in LA uh, that people who are walking across the street, that is a moment where they're in control. They have power. Right. And so they will take their time, read every text they need to read while they saunter in front of your car. Cause they, yeah, they're in charge. <laughs> In Maybe in their head, they're, aud- they're in their head. They're auditioning a character. I'm a crosswalker, <laughs> and who would this crosswalker be? Well, you know, today that person is someone who's checking their texts. Uh, maybe there's a, a, a text they're waiting for from someone. Uh, they're, you know, they they have to go uh, walk their dog. And but then tomorrow it would be a different. You know, now I'm a power walker, and they're swinging their arms. So it could just be a lot of character work, Alan. I guess. I don't know. The power walker, I've never seen. It's always, I'm a sauntering, I'm a lethargic, I'm a someone with gout. Those are the characters. I have to, I have to really (laughs) slow slow walk those few feet they have to go. But in in Vancouver though, it's, it's been pretty right because the, the, the quarantines are so strict in, in Canada that, that it's, it, it has probably felt a little, or I'm asking, has it felt at least a little more closer to normal um, in recent times because it's they're very strict about it? People will follow the mask rules and there isn't that whole question that's been going on. It wasn't politicized here. So people will follow the mask rules in stores and things stayed open more or less. Restaurants are still... Like all of our favorite restaurants are closed, but we don't go to those. We're going, we want that shot. And then we'll go do all of the things again. But until right. then, <laughs> I, it's just, I don't want to roll those dice, man. Cause the, no. it is, it's either, Oh, I don't feel anything or the worst. Or devastating. Yes. Yeah. Uh, torture. So I'm, you know, no, I don't, I'm not good in those, in no, those situations. You, honestly, we're, we are very, comfortable homebodies as yeah. it is and uh you know the the trick will be how to un unbreak that and how to break that habit that pattern of like uh not only do we not have to go anywhere we kind of can't go anywhere you know yeah. like of, of, of leaving the safety of our home i love it there's a lot of permission to just sit around it's great play video games do you still have a place in la or did you just give it up it's been given back to nature, as far as I know. I've, I've it's been reclaimed, like those old Discovery Channel specials where it's like nature, you know, over several generations, the earth, and it's just all the overgrowth and then the animals nesting. Yeah. And, yeah. It's coyotes, raccoons, uh, mainly, yeah, possums. So as far as you're concerned, an asteroid hit uh, California, Los Angeles, and you were just never, you're like, well, that's it. We're not, we can't. Everything that was there is there, and we're just gonna move on. We'll just get new stuff. Well, we don't. I don't wear any of those clothes anyway. It's fine. I don't need any of that stuff anymore. Isn't that obnoxious? 
Let's all just those buy scripts it. Let's I was saving from stuff. all those shows. Do you save scripts from shows that you worked on? Do you have a box of old scripts? I do, but I there was a point when I moved and I dumped a bunch of them, which were all of my Firefly scripts. Like what? Like why? Because <laughs> it was at a time when Firefly didn't seem like it was gonna. It was just a show that got canceled. You know what? Um, honestly, though, there are things that you will, and I understand what you mean. Like, oh, that's you know, th- those were special things. But at the same time, it's difficult to know. It's just difficult to know because you, you know, like that's where you start getting into hoarding, where you're yep. like, I might need this someday. And, and even though like the, these shows are special and they, you know, the audiences cherish them, and you know, I'm sure a lot of fans would be like, you did what? <laughs> but at the same time everyone has stuff that survives one, two, three, five moves. And that number of things just continues to grow. (laughs) And you think you might need stuff someday and you never, it just ever, you never go back to those things. The only time you look at them is when you're moving and you take them and place them in a new thing in your new place that you never look at. Do you have, yes, that's, I have all of that stuff. I have a t- I have some really cool stuff too. I've got a t-shirt from the Plano, Plano Community Theater that we all wore the same t-shirt. It had Marcel Marceau's face on it for some reason. Uh, that was their that was their emblem. And we all wore the same t-shirt when we did our play, the most fabulous Fable Factory, or uh, the yeah, I think that's what it's called, the Fable Factory. Uh, we did it at the mall, Collin Creek Mall. And it was the first play I ever did. I think it was 11 or 12 years old. And I still have that t-shirt. That, okay. That is a very, of course. And it's just yeah. one, it's just one shirt. It's not right. like a box. And it's so small because I was 11. Listen, I still have like five seasons of crew jackets from Singled Out. They're in a box. <laughs> Why wouldn't I save those? I never wore them because that would have been weird. But I'm kind of getting to the point now where I think like, it might actually be really funny if I wear them now, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. 25 years later, now it's like, it would have been, it would have been thirsty like 25 years ago, but now I kind of feel like, I think I could get away with it. But, but there, but the unfortunate thing is that the nineties were a period of time where things were very large. Like we didn't wear fitted clothes in the nineties. Right. There's a lot of baggy pants, a lot of baggy gas station shirts. And, uh, and so it, I think it would be, comically large on me although one time it probably looked very cool but now so i'd be wearing a show that i did in the 90s and it wouldn't fit so i don't i'm not so sure i have a feeling that fit is coming back it's got it's got to at some point that like where the shoulder way down here yeah it is here what am i talking it is here yeah but if it if it if it if it i'm too old for it now though like I, i i i think i'm just you know, from here on out, it's just kind of like, you know, clothes that fit. I, I don't, I can't, I don't feel like I can take too many big fashion swings anymore. Cause I talk about this sometimes about mm. how, cause I like, you know, I like my hair, the kind of like, you know, that sort of strategically messed up hair where you right. purposely mess it up, but it looks like, Hey, I just rolled out of off a, a campsite. And, uh, <laughs> and when you're in your twenties, it looks very cool, but Boy, when you start getting older, you just look crazy. Like it doesn't, yeah. there isn't anything where it's like, oh, that's so wild. It's like, oh, that guy, he just, he didn't, didn't, he doesn't realize that his hair is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I, I have right now, I'm doing a uh, a role where I'm not allowed to cut my hair. 
and I have the just messed up version of my hair is a ridiculous, it's Doc Brown. I mean, I'm not, I've got, I do have some gray coming in too. I just turned 50. Man, I just turned 50. How is it? Last night, my wife was talking about uh, uh, somebody she was in a meeting with. And she said, you know, and he had, it was a really smart, fresh idea. And he's, he's older. He's like in his 50s. I was like, baby, I'm 50 in one day, and you can't pull that crap out. Oh, Did you just have a birthday? Yeah, yes, yes, day before yesterday, something like that. Ah, yes, thank the, you. The, the day we're recording this is uh, March 18th, so March 17th was. Oh your no, March 16th. So March, March 16th. 16th, March 16th yeah. was your birthday. Yeah, so we're you're you're gonna cross it before I will, but soon-ish, gonna cross the. Um, uh, Brimley cruise threshold, right? Oh, was oh. The, you know, that w- when everyone kind of was like, you know, when to- Tom Cruise is still in Tom Cruise form and it's like, oh, he's the same age that Wilford Brimley was when he did Cocoon. <laughs> and you're like, what? You know, uh, <laughs> or I'm wa- I watch a lot of old, um, I, I, I fucking love the old Perry Mason show. I, really? I watch it. Every, I have terrible insomnia. I wake up at like three or four in the morning every night. I go in the other room so I don't wake my wife and I just watch old Perry Masons. And there are actors in there, character actors that you see like on Twilight Zone. Like they just recur on all of those 50s and 60s shows. And people that I think of as elderly, I look them up and it's like, they were 55. You know, it's like you see Burgess Meredith. You're like, he was 55 there? What the holy fuck, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so when I look at you, I, to me, you, if you told me you were 38, I'd believe it or 35, 40. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that just a protection feature that we have because of our age or we actually do look younger than the previous generation, right? We do look younger than we do. We do because our livers aren't under constant barrage <laughs> from like liquor lunches and <laughs> we're not soaking cigarettes in bourbon and then yeah. just smoking four packs a day of them. Yeah, now that people people lived very very differently, it was it was awful. Uh, yeah, we we look we look great, and you look better than that. You somehow you don't age the same way. I've I've now got new things that I've just I'm coming to terms with. I don't want to point them out, but just like on my like the skin, and then I look at my dad, and I'm like, now I now I'm studying my dad's face. Like, oh okay, so there, yeah, I. See, I'm gonna get that one. <laughs> like, I'm you're that looking, like just looking through like a magic mirror of time. Oh, I see. Okay, so I gotta I gotta look forward to that. Yes. All it's right. A, it's a topographical that's, map. That skin tech <laughs> new, or did that uh, my is that in my future? Is that what's the? <laughs> yeah. Can you get that? Have you tried to fix this on yourself, or that's just you? Do you? Do I have to just accept it as well? <laughs> I don't. The thing that I really don't. The thing that's the the cruel. Uh, the cruel trick of nature is that as we get older, for a lot of people, the, the hair on your head will start to thin, but then it like escapes down through your ears and nostrils. Like it's yep. like all of these weird parts that shouldn't be really hairy is like, why don't you, how do we, how do we, can we graft like pieces of our ear onto our <laughs> head? Does it work that way? I don't understand. <laughs> You can get new hair if you want. You can get, if you ever decide, I have a buddy who did this and he got, 
and I think Matthew McConaughey did it because that's that's what my buddy told me. He's like McConaughey did it. He looks great, and you can look at pictures of him, and he had like what I'm pointing to now, this receding hairline uh, that he they pull it they pull like a line of it out here and they put it in here and it grows. It sounded like you were gonna say a buddy of mine did this in his garage. Like there's. <laughs> <laughs> He took his cat, man, and man. <laughs> I mean, cat's got a ton of hair. Cat don't need a lot of hair. Hell cat, no. Cat, cat hair grow back. They they got so much, they're coughing it up in balls, buddy. <laughs> That's how much hair they're they giving got. it to you. It's a <laughs> gift. When your cat cough up a hairball, he like, son, put this on your head. Come on, man. What you doing over there? <laughs> Take a hint. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I really thought that was like a home a home hair surgery thing. I, I have seen YouTube videos before where people do like, Oh, here's a, I did liposuction on myself and a guy will do like, he'll put the thing in. It does not look like it's done very well, but it's, it was fat. It's fascinating, really disgusting, but no. also, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, he just pulls it out of his stomach and he creates this thing with a jar and a thing and it goes in and, and then, but then it's all kind of lumpy. Like it's not, it doesn't look like a healthy thing to do, but I think it was just a, Hey, here's a thing that, you know, not that you should do like DIY cosmetic surgery, but, but, but there's, you know, there are people out there who are doing it for you on the internet. I did not know that. I, that is it. That is one that you can, I've seen videos of people getting liposuction and done with by a doctor. It looks like a terrible idea. It yeah. looks very violent. And the thing about, you know, when, Plastic surgery, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> so many rich people, they don't, they can't do it. So all the money, and you would assume they would get good doctors or have the best, um, best doctors available to them that they end up looking the same, like the same person. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and in cases, and I, you know, I never begrudge people whatever makes them feel better. And obviously, there are some cases of people have had an accident or something that they, you know, want to, you know, dramatically, you know, for their own, you know, for their self esteem or they want right. to feel better and stuff. But the, but there is that kind of like thing where people just get it, and then to me, the thing that's well, number one, I think people look cool when they age. Like I just think you know, everyone, you know, like, because it's, if you kind of take care of yourself, it looks nice. Like it, it, there's like a nice natural thing to it. But I think it's like that thing with tattoos where you get one and then all of a sudden you get a thousand, you know, <laughs> people just start, people just start doing that thing. You remember that thing where you're trying to level out your sideburns and you're like, nah, I got, oh fuck. Okay. Now, oh, now I got to go back to the other one. And then you have no sideburns. It's like if you lift one thing, it's like shit. Now I gotta lift this. Oh well, now that looks weird. Yeah. Then it's this like. Tr then all of a sudden, it just becomes this whole. You were just trying to spackle in a nail hole, but then you ended up completely re drywalling <laughs> your house. And uh, and I think that's where it gets dicey. And I think people get addicted to it. Well, drywall is another home version of plastic surgery that some have tried and, and can work. Spackle, can spackle, work. and drywall. That's. <laughs> You know what? You just put a little bit of toothpaste like right there. It just covers up the hole, you know, That's all you got to do. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Are you, do you, you, did you buy a place in Vancouver or are you renting your place in Vancouver? No, we bought a place. We full oh, on did it. Oh, you're booking for real. Yeah. Yeah, we live here. Well, I haven't been home in over a year. Like we were doing Resident Alien. It uh, March happened. Everybody went home. Um, and... We've been watching the news and we're like, there's no way America is going to handle this well. <laughs> Especially because the, the president at that time was very, you know, there's a lot of anti-science people there and uh, they handled it even worse than we thought. Um, so anyway, it was spring, it was summer. We're like, this is the best time to be here anyway. And we've been wanting to move out of LA. So we had already had an instinct. I wanted to move to Australia. I want to move to Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, wow. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I haven't God. been there in years, but absolutely gorgeous the last time I was there. Yeah. So I'm, we, we're in love with that place. It's just so far. And then we got here and we're like, wait a second, hold on. We love it here. And we, and we live right by the park, Stanley park. I'm there every day. I, I, I love that place. I, I, there's, there are places in there. It's bigger than central park. It's a third bigger than central park. It is, left it has trails through it but then there's a lot of trails inside that aren't marked and there's a lot of little trails that they seem like trails and then they dry the trail dries up and then you it becomes impassable it is just like a rainforest a temperate rainforest that they just left there that is just aging and trees are falling and oh my god i love it i love it i love it it's so alive it's are you so, Canadian? no but my wife is so we have that helping me stay here got it got it got it got it got it yeah. yeah, and I, I just keep doing jobs. I'm just like, you got a Vancouver production? Give Alan Tudyk a call. <laughs> He's an actor on hire. He works for a visa. <laughs> well, I would imagine you probably, because sci-fi shoots in Vancouver, so I would imagine yeah. you probably shot Resident Alien up there. Yes, yeah. That's where we. That's why I was here originally. And now we just got our second season, so I, I don't have... I mean, now we're going to come home. Now that's the, the sort of ironic thing. We're going to come home because... Uh, Vancouver, especially of all of Canada, really uh, screwed up the rollout of the vaccines. So 
um, we're going to go back home to get inoculated Got and it. clear out some of the raccoons. And <laughs> I don't know. Walk in, the raccoons are going to be playing poker. There's going to be like a fucking mountain lion taking a shit in your bathroom. It's like all this. It's just going to be just a. It's just literally reclaimed by actually literally reclaimed by nature. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hill house now. It's become part of the hill. But we'll we'll see what we can we'll see what we can take and bring back up here. I don't know. I, people, it's, everybody says it's a great, uh, right now people are buying homes in LA. It's, it's a great market for homes in LA. Yeah. You just sell it. Why is it a great market in, for homes in LA? Why well, because I think because it, you know, when a lot of the country, I, I think piling on weather, like bad weather in a lot of parts of the country with mm. being stuck at home, you know, like in LA, we've been fortunate enough to be able to go outside right. almost the entire time right? and have, and you know, when you're stuck in your house, I mean, when, when people are kind of going about their, you know, busy, normal lives, they're distracted all the time, but, but a lot of distractions were removed. And then I think, you know, people were like, Oh, I'm stuck at home and the weather's bad and it's depressing and there isn't really anything. So I think a lot of people, you know, kind of surrendered to the weather of Southern, I'm guessing surrendered to the weather of Southern California. Like, well, if I have to be stuck somewhere, at least it's, you know, it's 72 degrees outside. I mean, there, right. there really is something to having nice, clear skies, you know, mm -hmm. and someone had pointed out a long time ago, well, it's not, it's not that LA is a beautiful city. It's just that the sky is blue and that's beautiful. So when people are saying LA is beautiful, they're looking up at the, at the sky. They're not actually, you know, right. So it's, you know, but it, it it's, yeah. I mean, we, we like the pocket that we like, we like our, we like our house and we, you know, I think LA is a nice city. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I don't think I ever got over my, <clears throat> my initial, uh, my early contempt for LA coming from New York. Well, but also because I think my, my guess is that, you know, you're a theater guy and you came from a strong acting background and then you come to LA specifically for work to audition and that process sucks. <laughs> right. You know, like the, like the, the auditioning television film actor uh, so you're driving all over everywhere all day, every day, looking for parking and waiting for auditions. And there's, and it's anchored with a lot of, you know, like we all have a lot of rejection and a lot of bad stuff and a lot of, you know, seeing a lot of, you know, people not at their, you know, like actors kind of being smarmy. And, uh, and so I'm sure it just kind of like bakes in and listen, yeah. You know, like all, all of our friends are performers. I don't mean like act, but, 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 you know, if you came here when well, I'm guessing you came here, which is probably in the mid to late nineties, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can understand why you're, you, you kind of were forced to come here in a way because of work, not because you chose to come here because you thought it was rad. Yeah. Yeah. That was a different time. God, that was a different time back then, the 1990s in Los Angeles. When would you go test for pilots and you'd, do all of that whole yeah yeah that was a that was a different time that is that is when i first got introduced to la i actually had an apartment in la that i i was i was doing a play on broadway uh and i we were it was terrible <laughs> and we got we, we were 
canceled. This is my, my whole, my vocabulary is so LA now we were um, closing and somebody said, Hey, I got an, somebody who has an apartment in LA. If anybody wants to move to LA. And I was like, I'm done with this theater thing. It's because we all talked and uh, I flew to LA, started an apartment there, left my apartment in New York, all the stuff there. And then, wait, this is a pattern. I know. I think it is. But then I flew, well, because hopefully this isn't a pattern because it went, it got kind of kooky. I, I then, when I, I came back to New York to do another play and I was always making excuses to leave LA and uh, and I called a moving company and said, go to this address. You can get the key from my next door neighbor. Everything you see inside, pack it up, put it in boxes and bring it to this address in New York City. I am done with LA. I hate that place. I'm never going back. That place is a ridiculous place. And this moving truck came and I fit two apartments worth of crap into one apartment in New York. And then I got a call to go test for a show called Firefly. And then I never went back to New York. <laughs> this is a pattern. It's yeah, it's I, I feel like you accumulate stuff and then at a certain point you are done with it, and then you just sort of let the city or nature reclaim whatever is there. It it is like a it is it is sort of a I, if you were to do like a Marie Kondo style show rather than like picking up stuff and going, does this spark joy? Just go so um pick up one thing that sparks joy and then leave. <laughs> Someone else will just deal with everything else that's there. And then it's not your fucking problem anymore. <laughs> Tune into my new show, Cut Bait and Run. That's, <laughs> we are, yeah, just cut bait. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I did. Boxes of scripts. I'm not really sure. I guess this person was an actor. I'm not really sure. <laughs> not really sure. But it is, it is nice to, I, I would imagine at this point though, you probably feel pretty rooted now right do you feel settled do you feel like this is it we're gonna we're gonna stay here in vancouver yeah 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 i i have i'm working on my dual citizenship i'm getting I'm, so i i am wanting to live here but you have i feel i don't know i i i need to go once i go back to la a lot of stuff is going to become clear you got to go back and touch base and when you touch base there then suddenly you realize oh I've always hated it here or, oh, we have to stay or I love, I mean, I see pictures of my place. I have a really cool place in LA. It's very, very cool. Very different from this place. I have taxidermy and weird stuff. You have weird stuff around your house too, I think. Yeah, we have, we have vintage taxidermy. We have horror movie props. I don't know if you can see in the background, like that's a, there's a, there's a movie prop from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is, I mean, it's like, we just have this stuff. Cool. Over the place. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, if we just vanished from in, into thin air and someone didn't know us and they came into this house, they'd be like, what, what did these people do? You know, because it looks <laughs> like, it, in, you know, in some senses, it looks like a weird Victorian science museum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Or movie props too. Yeah. So are you going to bring all that stuff back up to Vancouver's with you? Oh, no, no, no. This nope. is. This, this place is a, it's so, it's very different, has a whole different thing going. We have really nice art and there's no room for, I did buy one recently. I just got this um, thing. There's a, there's a, there's an auction thing. You may know about it. Katawaki, Katawiki, 
Oh, I don't know this at all. Uh, see, I'm giving this out. Now people are going to know about it. And I'm going to have to, we're going to be against one another. Um, it is, I just bid on some stuff this morning. So it'll be in my um, thing. It is a European one, but stuff gets shipped really fast and I never have a problem with it. And there's some really cool stuff. So I got a, the thing that I just got is, um, it's a science model of how seeds grow. So it's, oh, yeah. it, but it's like from the uh, early 19th century, or I mean, uh, either the early 20th century or late 19th century. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, all those, all those old Victorian era anatomical models and- Yes, oh, I, models and, yeah. I got a stack of um, disease uh, out, of, out of a book where, where there, there was syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you got syphilis from a book? What I got, say, yes. Um, oh, uh, I know, and I've been, I, I know, I, I've been taking Lysol to everything I bring in the house, but this got by me. <laughs> um, it's so in the old days before they had photographs, they would paint uh, pictures of these things, which is why these old models, these old medical models, and things like that are are so interesting to me because they're they're art. They're they were educational tools for their art. So these are paintings of people with syphilis, people with how, not, not like their genitals. <laughs> They're like, you can get it on your arms. So I just got a big stack of some syphilis. I got these <laughs> different how to treat syphilis. Uh, I don't know what, but syphilis is a big deal all over the place. And I mean, yeah, it really had a moment, you know, like it really was, it really was. Uh, it really was uh, a list back in the uh, Victorian times. <laughs> anyone who's anyone has syphilis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it. It was like, yeah. It's, it basically was like uh, social media. There, everyone's on syphilis. Were you not on syphilis? Well, then you don't. You want a career, right? Well, you gotta get on syphilis. It just. <laughs> it just sounds like an app from the Victorian time, but all that stuff, you know, it, you're right. It's, it's because they, they, they just had like world-class artists painting these gorgeous, you know, whether it was animals or plants or, or, right. oh, those or, are great. or, or whatever. And, uh, and that, that's a real aesthetic, you know, like the, the, the buying and trading of those, those like roll up posters, they were on that kind of like wooden dowel and they yep. sort of un unfurl and, uh, you know, and especially, I mean, you get the ones that are in French. Oh, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. It, it just come on. Yeah. I have one of, uh, I had, I bought a, of worms. They're like round worms. And it's like all these cool round worms. It's one of the, it's rolled up on the stuff with the wood dowels. It's French. It's the, the black. It's kind of got a chalky substance. Uh, it's kind of like, it feels like you could write chalk on it. It's made of fabric on the back. And I was like, I don't know why I just love this thing. It's just the red, I guess it's the reds and the, the contrast with the green and the black and these, this worm. And then these little round worms. And then I, I had it in my office. And then one day I looked, I was like, Oh, that's just penises and vaginas. <laughs> that's all it is. It's, that's what it turned out to be, or or no? It's just it, it it they look like a bunch of penises and vaginas. Right, right, right. If you not not that my penis has worms, I don't want to. I don't well, want to. Okay, because that's what 
I was concerned about you for a second, right. so I'm no. glad. No, not anymore. Those are gone. Glad that you do not have genital roundworms. No, no, just the syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The syphilis kills any of the worms. Yeah. The good news <laughs> is that they don't, the worms really hate the syphilis, so <laughs> they don't. The syphilis keeps the worms out. Yep. So I guess, you know, silver lining, I suppose, if you really want to <laughs> talk about making lemonade, then... Uh, no worms. No worms. No so worms. I, <clears throat> that one uh, is not hanging in my house anymore, but it, it is. It's, it's like an abstract painting of genitalia. I really think that the, uh, you know, a lot of us who are into the, that, that old timey stuff, there's a real market for it now and it's gotten expensive. Like it used to be you know, you'd find that stuff like in an antique mall, yep. and like, oh, this, you know, 30 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the markup has been uh, quite dramatic in, in, in the last handful of years for that kind of stuff. The store I bought that worm penis vagina thing was in L.A. It was called, oh, it was over on Be- Beverly, I think. I can't remember streets anymore. I've been gone so long. Um, <laughs> anyway i went there and and was looking at their posters to see what else they had and they only had copies and i said do you not have the original she said we don't sell the originals and i said oh i bought an original here of some worms and she goes i don't think we've ever sold those <laughs> like oh so you figured out how to just make copies and are you thinking of necromance on melrose no i i i i sold a bunch of stuff to necromance i sold them a i sold them a a wax model of a leg that had smallpox. (laughs) (laughs) What a sentence. What a sentence that you get to say that actually is a thing that happened. You're not just free associating. It's not a riff. It's not a comedy riff. I sold Necromance a wax model of a leg with smallpox. Like that's a real earnest thing you said. And by the way, I didn't even blink. I'm like, oh, I totally get it. Yeah, I totally, I totally get what he's talking about. That's where I used to get my uh, taxidermied mice. I yeah, they. Uh, mice. I, uh, uh, I wonder if they're still open. I'm not sure if Necromance is still. Mm. Uh, maybe they are. Yeah, they oh, were. Uh, Yelper, I, I just looked it up on Yelp. Yelpers report this location has closed. Oh, I know. I'm so so. Who knows? You know, someone hopefully ended up with your uh, smallpox leg. I'm sure it was a good piece. And very good piece. Probably had no idea that it belonged to uh, Wash slash K2SO. They they probably will never know that uh, that that's that's where that came from. Yeah, it's a pedigree for. (laughs) (laughs) And whoever whoever the bastard was who had the smallpox who was sitting for that. Uh, artist to mold that leg because it was a very old piece. So I'm pretty sure they were either looking at cadaver with uh, what are the history of these things? That's what blows me away. These things, they ah, the history of them. Yeah, uh, because anyway. especially it's you know you're talking about a, a time when people were really uh, making strides, it, like strides in, in in modern medicine, and so they were very focused on science and very focused on you know, what ended up sort of becoming, you know, modern medicine. And, uh, and so it's just a fascinating period because 
you you can really you really get the sense that they were really learning like they were it's like there was a real like we have to figure this out for humanity vibe that that goes along with it so the so the history the weight of that also uh is 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 part of it you know yeah. it's really you know like obviously no internet in the uh, late 1800s how would anyone have known what this thing would have looked like yeah know what to look out for uh, pretty much everything was a word of mouth so how would they know <laughs> and so uh yeah it's it just when you think about it as a time capsule of the period too it's it's really fascinating yeah None of that in my new, well, that's not true. I say none of that. I have a model of, of seeds growing, which is very appropriate for here because we're right by the park and everything is, is alive. And lush. Are the seeds syphilitic in any way or are they just normal seeds? <laughs> you know what? It doesn't get to the part where they bloom. That's when, you, that's when it, the syphilis blooms. It, you don't see it until, the, the, <laughs> until it fully opens. It gets a bad rap, but it's actually gorgeous. Like it just like the flowering. We thought it was going to flower, but it opened and it was a sore. That's was... just <laughs> open sore. This, this is plant. <laughs> you hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Oh. Fleas are an itchy nuisance and can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMed's pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best flea and tick products for your pet. PetMed's offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com promo code PODCAST for 40% off your first auto ship order. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. It still trips me out that... Number one, that I've known you for 20 years. And also that, and we were very much adults when we met and worked together you know, <laughs> years ago. Uh, but it still like bends my brain that you're a part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. That's still really amazing. Like, is, 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 is K2SO is uh, obviously because that film was, was a very standalone piece. Yeah. Um, and and self-contained, uh, obviously because it had to be to sort of set up what it set up. I don't know why I'm talking like like I'm afraid of spoilers. I feel like people, you know, if they haven't seen Rogue One now, they probably, yeah. you know, check uh, it out. There's a reason they haven't watched it. Go check it out if you haven't. It's a really good one. And is it, are, are you do, do 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 they still do you still do stuff? Do you occasionally record stuff for like any of the parks or do you do any? no? It's weird. Like the, 
it's something that I believe that I feel like um, Marvel does really well or strives to do is incorporate all of their stories into one. You know, if, if a movie, if there's an event in a movie, then it affected all the characters and their storylines going forward will reference those things that happened. It, they don't live in their own pockets of reality so much. They cross over into each other's stories. Um, yeah. Star Wars doesn't do that. Their stories are, are disjointed in a way, whereas the K2SO droid kind of, he only lives in Rogue One, that model of droid. <laughs> and he isn't in anything else. So the coming, the thing with Ant, with um, Andor, with Andor? Cassian Andor, yeah, Andor, <clears throat> that's going to be coming out. Um, that's one of the neatest things about it, that even though I'm not in it the first season, I think there's going to, it's going to be a world that has K2SO droids, so it'll be cool to see them and see a world that has that droid around. I think yeah. if, it, if, if it was a better, like, cause, like if you could cosplay it easier, it might be in more... <laughs> you've got well, to be really committed to come really up with cool. that like there's video of a of a person who did this insane general grievous cosplay where they're completely in um you know they've built it onto this like black bodysuit yeah and so it, it so it allows the grievous to be bigger than a person but also uh move in the way that that he moved so i feel like Cosplayers are very resourceful and I'm sure number one, someone's people have done it and people will continue to do it. And I also imagine that, you know, the Mandalorian might have ushered in an era of interconnectivity um, that previously was not, not necessarily, I mean, you know, Marvel it's, it's Kevin Feige is the sort of story master who kind of like, weaves everything and see you know it's like well he's a fan and he wants to see all that stuff so he knows he's come i you know he's coming at it from that place yeah and i think for a long time star wars didn't necessarily have that kind of a and also just you know year so many years of of lore and movies and stuff and so but 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 i feel like that's like when when it happens, people love it. I mean, when yeah. you and I were growing up, you know those cartoons of like Laugh Olympics, where they had all the Hanna Barbera characters together in one. Yes. Thing. Oh my God! So you're saying that Huckleberry Hound knows Fred Flintstone? What the fuck? You know. <laughs> so it uh, or or what or, or whatever. So it it I I I feel like that's probably changing. Yes, I, I think that even between on um, the Star Wars, the the new. Uh, trilogy of star wars movies that they came out with and i'm not going to know any of the titles because i suck between the first the second and the third they came back around well there's no reason that you couldn't just uh get someone to cg k2so into other star wars movies and then you could just voice them voice them pick some scenes and yeah. then, you know like people could fucking do you know like cinema quality cg on their iphones Someone out there will do that for you, and then you could just uh, voice it and put it on fucking Instagram or something. Who's gonna get mad at that? You know, you know, it's like a oh, little known fact. Uh, K2SL was actually 
uh, on Jabba's barge. In, <laughs> and then you could just be in the background going, oh my, or whatever. And, uh, and I think it's, uh, I don't see any reason why you couldn't do that. You're the guy. So I feel like you have a lot of control uh, and maybe you will manifest that in the universe where people are like, hey, it turns out people want to see K2SO and things. Let I'm I'm all for it. I'm definitely uh, a fan of that character. He's uh, he's like a kid. He says the things that that nobody else is saying, and he he says things wrong and just blurts things out. I love that. I love characters like that. That gives they have so much permission to just <laughs> just be rude. And there's so many funny things you can say if you're if you're given license to say whatever you want. It's fun. yeah, but but the, but but the character was heavily influenced by you as well. I mean, I yeah I, yeah, know, yeah. I know you riffed a lot, and so. Yeah. I feel like whereas if someone played a character that was heavily written, it might be a little more difficult for them. But but like I said, you're the you're the you're the droid. So you have a lot of freedom, I think, just for fun, just for fun satire and whatnot. You could if you wanted to. And then I think people would go, oh, you know, people really want to see this K2SO and then also like create my own thing, like do like a K2, a K2 thing. You on my could, own you 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 could just do some shorts and then just post them on instagram i don't think anyone would you know as long as they weren't offensive like i think people See, would... i feel like i should listen to you. you the last time we talked you i had said that i always wanted to do a king candy sings vaudeville songs from because i do the voice of king candy from wreck it ralph yep and and I and I pitched this to because when I was little, I had forty five records that would be like you'd you'd have um, 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 it would be Peter Pan, and then there would be a record that comes along with it. You yeah, read the book, and it goes yeah, and you yes. listen along. And I I wanted one of those with just King Candy singing songs of uh, there's I used to have a Jerry Lewis album uh, where he has all these comedy songs. The book was so much better than the picture. And there are all these kind of wonderful songs that he could sing. And since he was from vaudeville, for, um, Ed Wynn was an, originally a vaudeville actor who was based on. And I pitched it uh, to John Lasseter and he got conf- a confused face. <laughs> like, are you really suggesting this? And then moved away from me quickly. And then I pitched it to him again at another party. I was like, listen, John, really, you gotta listen. This is, this is a good idea. <laughs> It told him, and I again. He did the same kind of like uh 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 uh-huh, uh-huh, and then moved away. And you said see, you should do that. I think though that because of social media, as long as you're not profiting from it, you know, like the, you you technically it can fall under like parody law. You could just make these things as long as you're not selling it. I don't know who's going to stop you from making these kinds of fun things and putting them on. Maybe maybe it's something you do for charity, or maybe it's something right. You, you do, you know, for just cause, just cause you're sitting around Vancouver and you, you, you have the voices and, you know, I'm sure someone would animate something around it or, or like make the art that goes along with it. So it's like someone makes the, uh, the, the 45, I mean, I know a ton of great artists. I could connect you with someone who could make like the 45 album cover <laughs> and then you could just do the voices like turn the page and then, <laughs> You know, <laughs> you're like, I don't see any reason why you can't see any reason why you couldn't do that. You know, like, and the, the, the what, you know, like tick, tick tock, you know, it's a minute. 
It's like you could do you could do something for a fucking minute, you know? Like I, there's no reason why you couldn't do these things. I think people would be delighted. Hmm. But it would give you more work. <laughs> I got time. I think I think I've got it. Well, I have since since you made that recommendation before. I I was like no, I couldn't. I don't know. There's I wouldn't be able to do that. And I've since a couple of times thought like I should have listened to Chris. I think I I think I maybe should have done that. <laughs> As if once you decide not to, it's completely passed. I mean, I, but, I think, you know, you there, you have a real gift and a power in the fact that you are these characters. So you can just do stuff. You can, you know, and again, as long as it's not anything that's uh, going to upset the company uh, right. content-wise, I don't see, I don't think they're going to go, stop it. I just think it's going to, I think everyone's going to be delighted because it's, promoting the thing and it makes people happy and it's fun for you and you're good at it. And, you know, how about this when Andor comes out, which will be, I think next year I'm uh, I can just get a K2SO action figure and have him uh, critique each episode. (laughs) I don't know. That that could be trouble. The director's commentary. Yeah. About him not being in there is a problem. You're that's, like, that's the note that he keeps giving. I mean, the composition <laughs> is fine. Everyone looks, yeah. You know, but again, my main problem is like, where is K2SO? Not enough. Like, that's his fault. There's a look, there's enough space in the background. They could have fit him in. So I don't know why. He's just got a huge chip on his shoulder about not being in. Disconnected? Was there a reason why? <laughs> why they didn't uh, reach out to him? Maybe, maybe that's that's just the first idea. I'll keep going. I'll keep coming up with other ideas. That one seems like it's got a lot of minefields. Uh, uh, not just one minefield, several minefields worth of problems that could explode in my face. So you do these characters as like you could do K two S O as like a you know like like a home renovation show where you he just talks about what he would do to a space. You know, like how he would freshen it up, but it's all just like super robotic shit. <laughs> I can I do know. that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. This is this weekly. Is... I'm just going to call you and pitch you ideas for stuff to do with your amazing voices. With my voice. <laughs> it's such a great, I mean, it's, it's voiceover work is amazing. And especially to do the kinds of like fucking tentpole movies that you've worked on. It's, it's, you know, like you, it really is. It's it's pretty. It's pretty fantastic. It is. It's silly. It's silly. I, I John Lass, <laughs> John Lasseter in um, uh, giving like when I did uh, Wreck It Ralph, and then which was just a reading. I was just supposed to do the reading. Somebody had stepped out of it right at the last minute, and I got my agent convinced them that I could do King Candy um, for the read through. And then John Lasseter said, it's really good to meet you after that read through. And then they put me in Frozen and uh, Jennifer Lee with Jennifer Lee, because she was also working on Wreck-It Ralph. And uh, now she runs, now she has John Lasseter's job. And so they've just sort of kept me around. And that is, that's so huge. I mean, that it, they are, I, I'm, I'm doing another Disney movie right now. I'm doing Peter Pan. Um, it's a live action I'm, I'm Mr. Darling. And, well, that's not quite how I sound. That's just my generic English English accent. Another English accent. And 
this kid, the kids are brilliant. And one of the children was telling me, he's like, I just can't believe I'm in a Disney movie and I'm one of the leads. I, I mean, I, I can stand back and I, and I can't believe it. I'm in a Disney movie and, I, and I'm one of the leads. Like it was the most beautiful moment. And it, first of all, he's smartest. And this, this kid isn't that old and he has this perspective. He's able to step out of himself and see his life looking at it from another perspective. He's got so much more on the ball than I ever had when I was 12. And, um, but that means something. Disney movies mean something. These big movies, they mean something to kids. Oh my God, it's huge. About how influential, you know, how influential those movies were to us. I mean, like I, I, you know, like I, I subscribe to a lot of, uh, just a thing that old people, older people do, subscribe to a lot of retro stuff on Instagram and just see like the, you know, that, that wonderful world of Disney intro, you know, where I felt like, oh my God, it's Sunday yeah. night. I, you mm-hmm. know, whatever this movie is, oh, it's the Shaggy DA, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like those, that like the feeling, it, it just, it just cements in your core being and whatever's going on, you can put that on and you hear the music and you see the colors and you see, you know, Tinkerbell flying up to the castle and, you know, like all the sparks flying out and, you just feel okay. Like, it, you know, like whatever is going on in your life. And so, yes, it's incredibly powerful as a child because it expands your imagination and it, and it, it really starts to give you the, the basic templates and understanding of storytelling and, and, you know, your connection to characters, but then also it's a gift that reaps rewards throughout your entire life when you're able to go back and watch it again. Yeah. I need to subscribe to that thing. The retro, just retro stuff on Instagram. I'll send you, I'll send you links. There's a bunch of them. Like there's a, there's a bunch of them that, and now Instagram's algorithm has caught on to that. I'm into this shit. So it's constantly just feeding me like, you know, retro Disney stuff from the, you know, fifties, sixties, seventies. And so I'll, I'll, I'll send you a bunch of the stuff. Cause it's, it's really, it's absolutely delightful. Nice. By the way, I uh, I was I have to watch Resident Alien. I didn't even realize you were in the show until <coughs> we're coming on the podcast, and I was like, "Oh my god, Alan's in that!" So I'm very excited to see it because the premise sounds fantastic. Because it, yeah. it, to me, it's like, "Oh yeah, this is this is an Alan Tudyk role of an alien who comes to destroy the planet and then just kind of ends up observing." It's, I don't know, it, it feels like it was tailor-made for you. It, it is in my... Comedy. Yeah, and it's a comedy. Yeah, it is in my wheelhouse. It's my, my it's one of my things, I feel like. He's kind of, because he's, he's in, similar to K2SO, he says things because he's an alien. He doesn't know, he doesn't have any social skills, so he'll just say things that he thinks and feels. You know, he, um, uh, he'll just walk out of a room without saying goodbye. He, he doesn't... He's just constantly inappropriate. He's also here to kill everyone. So he's he's bad in a yeah. He's here to kill everyone. That is bad. That that's definitely falls under the bad. But he's but he's funny. He's an idiot. He's a moron. He's a, there's a lot of physical comedy in it. He's he's stupid about humans. He wasn't supposed to be here. Uh, he, he was just supposed to drop off a bomb, kill all the humans, fly away. That was it. But he crash landed. And now he has to interact with them and figure out what humans are and how to 
how to survive until he can get his spaceship repaired and get off of the planet and then kill everybody. So to me, this, this, what I'm, what I'm thinking about, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but it, it reminds me a little bit of that, uh, fish out of water, like sci-fi thing, like uh, greatest American hero, where it's like, Oh, this weird, this, they, they give him this super suit, but Oh shit, he's lost the instructions and now he's stuck with it. And he's just got to figure it out. Like I love like, like weaving a, a sci-fi element into that kind of a story is I will always love that idea. That is, yeah, that is, that's this. And this kid can see me as an alien. There's a one kid. I, I, I have this way to reconstruct my, uh, the molecules around me. So everybody sees me as this human uh, Harry Vanderspiegel, this guy I kind of accidentally killed and I take his identity. And, uh, but this kid sees me and it's a problem. So I, I have to, uh, I have to kill him, but what, it, what, it, that's my plan. I have to kill him. Um, he becomes a really good nemesis. But the cool thing is in watching the show, you see me as the alien, but then whenever the kid's around, he's looking at me, you see me as the alien. So you're always reminded of, oh God, yeah, this, this is a, an alien. He's got big black eyes. He's got a little sheen on him. He looks kind of like an octopus. He's got some kind of octopus. That was what the alien comes from, a sort of octopus race. And so it's, it's, it's fun to put yeah the play and it's it's i was gonna say ironically ironically this character um just uh left his home on his own planet to just be reclaimed by nature Very (laughs) (laughs) he just relocated he just suddenly relocated (laughs) there's there's a lot of syphilitic art back on his own planet (laughs) that he's just willing to walk away from Oh, syphilitic art. For some reason, I thought you said, it's got a lot of syphilitic heart. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's got... <laughs> Four stars. A lot of syphilitic heart around this <laughs> new sci-fi venture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I heard that. I was like, syphilitic heart? Yeah, just... Uh... Four sores for <laughs> alien. Uh, it has a lot it's of a bad country song. <laughs> I got a syphilitic heart for you. <laughs> that's it. That is a fucking like that's a blue that's a bluegrass song from the late eighteen hundreds. <laughs> that is absolutely a bluegrass song. <laughs> now I feel like we have to write syphilitic heart. And have King Candy sing it. It's just like <laughs> just a traveling singer, and he's just singing about all of his 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 maladies, and he has all of them. He's got smallpox leg. He's got a diplomatic heart. Black lung. Well, yeah, black lung. He's got uh, yeah, yeah, all of it, all of it. This is a great idea. Again, you know, every time I talk to you, I feel like we come up with a lot of great ideas that maybe are just great for just us. But yeah. I feel like a small percentage of people would also uh, enjoy the weirdness. I, I think so. I want to. I want to write a musical, um, a musical podcast about musicals that don't exist. So this could be one. This could be one about <laughs> a different musical that doesn't exist. 
yeah, their their musicals got lost. It slipped through the cracks of time that this guy has discovered and and goes back over and re and uh, with found recordings and things like that reacquaints everyone with this lost gem of uh, yeah of a, of a musical. That's a great idea. A tremendous sounds like a tremendous amount of work. Yes, episode, you're writing a new. So is it is it like a half hour and it's like segments of songs or is it like full? I think the way to do it, the way that I'm, I'm truly, I'm approaching it because I'm right. I'm, I am writing this now. I guess you don't. Do you share things you're writing? Or do you just have to? I guess I am. Um, uh, it is a podcast. I want to make it as a podcast because it would be expensive to make as a half hour. Right. To put on a production, you need the sets. You need everything. So, need to see if it works first <laughs> on a smaller budget. So I could do it as a podcast. It'll be like a investigative podcast. Um, that where they're uncovering a thing and finding it and you, and you have all the songs and you have, uh, yeah. So I'm working on that right now. You're cut with interviews or people are like, uh-huh. I don't know why every, anyone thought that anyone wanted to hear about syphilis in the heart, <laughs> but at the time we, we were just re-expressing what we were going through, you know, like one of those types of things. And it hit the zeitgeist like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it turned out, there were a lot of hearts with syphilis out there. We didn't realize that the syphilis could get into the heart, but uh, but there we were. We were syphilitic millionaires. And this is my model of a syphilitic heart <laughs> made of wax. I'm going to pass this down to my great-great-grandson, whose name I suspect will be Alan Tudyk. <laughs> He's going to play an automaton. Wait a minute. So... <laughs> Yes, it's uh, one of the psychic powers that comes with the syphilitic heart. <laughs> I feel like uh, this podcast is needs to happen, and you know enough incredibly talented people that it would be it would be absolutely amazing. Are you going to write the music? Do you play music? I wrote a musical, a fake musical, with a guy named John Dinerstein, and uh, he he's great he can do anything he's like one of those people that that does a lot of improv stuff that works um uh where well you'll get an idea for a if it would be a uh a bluegrass musical called the syphilitic heart and then he'll like immediately starts playing it out yeah Yeah. he he starts he starts all the different genre musical structures and whatnot yeah and it's like and the overture starts and he without thinking starts going so he's great and he has good he has uh, good lyrics, and so I do know people. I really hope this is something that you are able to manifest. Um, okay. I constantly enjoy talking to you, and I feel like I need to just poke at you every once in a while to be like, "Hey, how's the thing going?" Because I just want to—I <laughs> just want to know if it's on track. Okay. Make sure. Okay, I—I I, I have signed up for a uh, a writing group which is mainly just a way for me to have deadlines because I'm the type of guy who'll go like, I, I got, I can do this other thing with my Oh my time. God. I need to know about this. Cause I'm the same time. I'm the same. I can't write without a deadline. Cause I just feel like what I don't, I, I need the structure. I need the yes. structure and the accountability. Yes. I don't just do it to do it. How, who is it? Like what, what's, how's the group set up? I need to know more. It's it's eight to ten pages every two weeks, which is not much, but it is always by like week one. I'm like, oh god, dang it, ten! 
10 pages, ma'am? Especially if you're writing something like this thing, because it's a lot of descriptive, because it's a, it will be a podcast. So it's a lot of like, almost like a novel, a lot of the narration font about up, things. Triple space it, you know, you'll, you'll get to your <laughs> 10 pages in no time. Um, uh, it's a guy named Pete Goldfinger. Who's a, I know who's Pete. A, you know Pete? Yeah, Pete. Yes, Pete, Pete. Uh, you know, Pete's wife, Jen, and I did House of a Thousand Corpses together. Oh. I've known them for 20 years. And I know I know Pete went on to uh, make Piranha 3. He wrote Piranha yes. 3D, which was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete and then Jillian Vigman. Do you know Jillian Vigman? Yes, of course. A really funny lady. He's and, married uh, Amy to Acker. J- yeah, Amy Barry. Acker's in it. Amy Acker. Yes, yes. I know all these people. Jillian's married to Dave Gibbs, who I did uh, Rock of Ages with, and who apparently, like, he's an incredible musician oh, cool. who's opened a bunch of really great restaurants. So I know all these people. Right. And Jillian's one of the funniest people so I've funny. ever met. So funny. Jillian, it, she is an incredible improviser. Like, yes. so, so fast, so yeah. unbelievably fast. Uh, yeah, that's a great group. You're, you're, you're in a great group. Please. Yeah. I, 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 I love this group that you're. Okay. Playing. All right. All and right. Writing stuff together or is the kind of thing where you all write your thing and then sort of pitch like, like yeah, share we, it. we share it and then we all like comment on each other's shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there. Come on aboard. We need a team name. We need a name. Uh, a, a, a group. <laughs> The scribes. That's terrible. See, hearts. I need two weeks to come up. I need a deadline to come up with a title for the group. The syphilitic hearts. The syphilitic hearts. Syphilitic hearts club. We the are. Sc- <laughs> <laughs> I bet Jillian will like it. It sounds like a. It sounds like a romantic Netflix comedy. The syphilitic hearts club. <laughs> It all takes place in like 1890, but it's just like a straight up romantic comedy with contemporary jokes, but it just happens to take place in like 18, 18. I guess that was sort of another period, which is, which was uh, my friends, uh, uh, Ricky and Natasha made this amazing show for Comedy Central called Another Period. And that's basically what it was like upstairs, downstairs comedy, but just with all kind of contemporary jokes and every funny person you could imagine in it. This is this is great, Alan. I'm I'm very happy for you that you have that you figured out a creative structure. That's a very difficult thing to to pin down to motivate, and uh, and I'm also excited to watch your show. Yes, man. I think you're gonna like it. It's uh, Chris Sheridan who writes it, uh, who created it. Came from Family Guy, and so he has a comic muscle that's very, I don't know, he, it's very strong, and he the, his. His humor, I don't anticipate it. Um, I don't see it coming a lot of times. And uh, that's that's rare and fun. That's a good... I, I totally understand what you mean. I don't anticipate it. Because you, when you kind of live in a comedy world, you're always sort of, oh, I see how you got there to there. Okay, yeah, I see that. Right. You know, And so to be able to be surprised yeah. is a yeah. great thing when you've seen and worked in comedy so much that that's where, you know, something's really special. Like, Oh, I couldn't track that. I don't know where that. Yeah, man. That person. I don't, you know. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. When you don't see the setup, you just, you're getting the punchline before you even realize you were set up for it. It's, it's great. Well, I want to make sure that people know that uh, resident alien is on sci-fi 
and the first season ends on the 31st of March, I think. Yes, I think it sounds right. And uh, and then um, and you're we, working on season two. They're shooting season two. We just got a season two announcement yesterday. Nice. Yeah, Isn't that cool. Oh, so, we're coming up. That's the best feeling in the world. I know, and we'll get some pandemic shots, and then we'll have a little time before we start season two to maybe go on vacation somewhere, maybe go scuba diving. That's nice. that's that's what we like to do with our time. My wife and I, we go, we go find coral reefs that are still alive and just get surrounded by that just abundance. It's brilliant. Is there anything else you want to plug or promote? Oh, I'm in a show called Devil May Care, which is now on after, um, it's an animated show where I play the devil uh, on sci-fi. So now it goes Resident Alien and then Devil May Care comes on afterwards. Oh my God! You're you're just you're 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 ruling sci-fi at the moment. I, yeah, and it's it's weird. It's not. It wasn't a plan, uh, but it's <laughs> like Devil May Care, like this completely different thing that came from a different. Yeah, sure, I'll audition, and then we did it, and it, it's coming out at the same time. And now they're like, if you like Dallin Tudyk on Resident Alien, tune in next. Stick around. Yeah, for your Tudyk for, Tuesdays. It's not. <laughs> On Tuesdays, yeah, it's on Wednesdays, but it's yeah. a twofer of Tudic. Definitely, we get the twofer. But yeah. then, what? But then, you're also in uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh yes! If you saw Alan as the devil, <laughs> go over to Disney Plus, and he plays a bug. <laughs> you need to be. <laughs> you need to be your own announcer for your own, just like a network TV announcer, but just for like, and if you. If you if you still need uh, to, to more tunic in your syphilitic hearts, then stick around <laughs> over to Netflix and watch blah blah blah, and then <laughs> this, and then if you're like, oh, my tunic entree was great. Where's my tunic dessert? Then then stick around for it's just constantly the guys just constantly stick around. Here's a link for his TikToks where he's doing performative art. If you haven't had enough of that, Alan Tudyk will come to your house. <laughs> he'll leave his own. He'll leave all of his stuff at home, and he'll just live at your house for a couple of years. And then don't get attached though, because he's going to leave you and let the earth reclaim you. So stick around. <laughs> I adore you. I love seeing you. I uh, will. I absolutely want to stay in contact, and I just want to hear how all these things pan out. All right, man. Fun comedy ideas pan out. All right. Well, hopefully you'll come aboard our our, uh, syphilitic heart. Uh, I'll mention it to Pete and then he'll bug you about it. God, you know, I, yeah. And it's, I I really hope all of a sudden I feel the pressure of like, so like a couple years ago, I wanted to take some, some Berkeley online guitar classes. And I thought this is going to be great. This is going to give me the practice structure I need. So I start taking it and I get the first week's assignment. I go, fucking great. I got a week to do this. Day six, I haven't done it yet. Fuck, <laughs> I start trying to do it. Turns out it's very hard. I fall behind. I ask for an extension. They give it to me. I don't meet that deadline. Like it just, and I just feel like, the, oh God, the pressure. And then, uh, then I, and then I just avoid and I'll go play Animal Crossing on Switch. So I hope <laughs> that I am able to live up to the expectation 
and uh, and actually, uh, it do- is a it is an aim low uh, situation there. Just that is a just aim low. That's that's what I embrace aim low when it comes to writing and with that group, and I I feel like it's okay. Just it's, it's like the uh, I'll I'll just be looking at a blank page going oh so this week. <laughs> This is a swashbuckling tale of um, uh, uh, a, a Las Opso who discovers that he is a wizard. And uh, boy, when you wait to, I can't wait to tell you how this one turned. I'm just going to be <laughs> the whole time. Chris, you need to not aim so low. I mean, when we say low, we don't mean that far. <laughs> aim low. Don't aim for the basement. Just aim yeah. for like, Low, but yeah. not yeah. The not, vestibule. Get in the get on the first floor. <laughs> Aim low, but get on the first floor. There's a that's a motivational poster. If you like that motivational poster from Alan Tudyk, stick around. <laughs> like, let the Earth reclaim it and and move to Canada. <laughs> well, I hope to see you soon, and uh, and thank you for thank you for being here in your living room. Yeah, man. Well, this is actually, yes. We'll just say it's my living room. This is my bed. This is where I spend most of my time. This is where I write. It's just a low, it's a low headboard. So oh, I looks, see that. Yeah, I thought it was a sofa. I thought you were on a sofa. Looks like a sofa, but it's a low. That's all the furniture here is very low. It's it's the Vancouver way. It's the it's the whole. That's the look. <laughs> no of high place. furniture. Yeah, no high furniture. That's sorry, you can't have any high furniture here. Okay? That's L.A. Yeah, come on, hey. We're on the West Coast. Say hey. They don't say, it's pretty, it's a beautiful day, hey? Hey, that furniture is pretty high there, hey? Uh, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, we're going to cut it down and, uh, okay, okay. I'll help you if you need a hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hi, man. Good to see you, Chris. Good to see you. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Right. Bye. Right, Bye. ID10T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.